Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens played the clock in Spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to Guilds and Goblins, the What If World show, where your questions and our live, in-the-moment dice rolls inspire off-the-cuff adventures. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, joined today by Fred the Dog, but my character's name is Malador. I am a shell shark and a smelladin, a stinky, crabby, sharky knight who uses his fantastical odors for good. And I'm Alabaster Zero. But my character's name is Alabimahira. She's a Cyclops gum slinger who's always chewing bubblegum unless she's using it to wrap you up with her bubblegum lasso. And saving the best for last. Hey. Oh, it's probably true. It is I, Mamma Jamma. But my character's name is Swan Song. She's a swan and a troubadour, which is like a bad musician storyteller type. And should we tell our listeners a little bit about guilds and goblins? Oh yeah, sure, it's been a while since we played. You can play guilds and goblins with any old dice you have lying around the house. When you say your character tries to do something, your guild master or GM, that's me, might ask you to roll a die. A higher roll usually means you manage, and a low roll usually means you miss. Something goes wrong, but maybe you learn something too. Now Fred as Malador and Mama Jamma as Swansong will be using 20-sided dice and sometimes four-sided dice and six-sided dice, but I just like using the six-sided die because that's what I thought dice were, these little cubes, you know, and all those other numbers get me confused. So no matter which dice you have, you can play Guilds and Goblins too. Or maybe you could pretend to roll the dice when we do and imagine something else happening depending on your roll. Oh, cool idea. Now let's get our what-if question, Mr. Merrick. Ah, yes. Today's what-if comes from an Apple podcast review by Emily, also known as Millie. Millie writes, I'm nine years old. I like writing poems, stories, and myself. And my what-if question is, what if you could plant ideas? Well, you've just planted quite an idea for our adventure, Millie. I agree. So let's find out what if you could plant ideas. Folks, I am delighted again to be sponsored by my friends at Crunch Labs. Crunch Labs is a STEM monthly subscription build-it-yourself box for kids and kids at heart. Their box is different from the rest, 
because each build comes with a video showing you how to build it and telling you about the science and engineering behind it. I got to build my own airball game with my four-year-old and granted these are recommended for kids eight and up, but my little one was more than happy to watch the cool video, help me screw in all the little conveniently color-coded bits and make our own amazing ball levitating game machine. It's crazy how they hide the vegetables. That's what they talk about because I mean, they're teaching you physics. They're teaching you engineering and they're making you excited to jump in and try it out yourself. 80% of kids who tried the build box say they gained a new passion around STEM and engineering. 80%! We could have more engineers than we know what to do with. Now you can go to crunchlabs.com slash whatifworld to get Crunch Labs for that curious kid in your life. It is great for gift giving, so this holiday, if you get an annual subscription, you'll get two months of Crunch Labs free. Help your kids learn to love learning and build their own great toy in the process. Go to crunchlabs.com slash whatifworld. That's crunchlabs.com slash whatifworld. Now back to the show. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hi friends, are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we of course want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Swan Song, Alabama Hira, and Malador. We need a quick recap before we jump into our adventure. So we were traveling in the land of Northmost, which was even colder than usual ever since the plenty gem of fire disappeared. But that was the least of our problems. Because a new mystery started when Sarapent, the serpent server, disappeared before she could bring us our food. We went looking for her. And discovered an even bigger mystery. A creature called Kaimiror had lost their sister, Mandy Kor, when a wind blew her away. And a cave named Caverna had lost their Nombat babies when a wind blew them away. We found the source of this magic wind that was blowing people away. But unfortunately, a bunch of dog sledding bandits. There were actually dogs. Got there ahead of us 
and disappeared. We followed them to find a giant magical diamond statue shaped like Fred the dog. And it wasn't confusing at all to hear it talking like me. The statue said it was sneezing people away in order to keep them safe. And then it sneezed us away too. Into a futuristic city full of doggies. That's right. You all ended up in Dogopolis. And that's where our adventure starts. Self-flying electric cars zoom by, and securely harnessed dogs stick their noses out of the flying cars to sniff the fresh air. And you. What is that? Grunts a particularly large bulldog, circling you once before flying away. Wait, 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 wait. Where are we? What's going on? What year is it even? They can talk? I'm out of here. The bulldog doesn't seem to want to answer your questions and moves to fly away. Not if my bubblegum has anything to say about it. I'll let you roll two die six to try to lasso this car. You can take the better roll since this bulldog is very surprised by your choice. Yeah, right. A one and a three. You just barely catch this car and it stalls briefly in the sky, but appears to be pulling away quickly from your stickiness. You have time for a quick question. Hey, did you see a couple of, like, wolfy, winter-dressed-looking dogs? Some of them were wearing snow goggles and cool leather jackets, and they had a big wooden sled. Are you talking about the statue? Says the bulldog. Um, that depends. Is the statue made out of diamonds? I've never heard of such a thing. You must be mad. The bulldog pushes a bright yellow button on their flying car console. And you notice that they have opposable thumbs on their paw, too, before the flying car speeds away and bright yellow lights start flashing all over the city. Yellow lights? What, are we supposed to slow down? No, this must be a doggy-color-accessible city. Because doggies only see in black and white? I'll have you know, we can see blue and yellow in shades of gray. And yes, other than the abundant plant life, crawling up the side of every building and exploding out of every terrace garden, you see that everything built in this city is some shade of blue, yellow, or gray. But that alarm is still sounding, right? Indeed it is. Then let's get out of wherever we are. Where are we? Well, you've seen some signs that read Dogopolis. But getting your bearings, you realize you're about a hundred feet in the air, standing on the verdant balcony of one of these tree-like buildings. Mamma Gemma, can you roll learn for me? I'd love to. That's a 16. Every building you see here seems to have been grown rather than built. And you're reminded of an ancient troubadour tale of the idea tree. Let me guess, it lets you plant ideas? (laughs) That's right. Well, maybe we know how this city got here, but we still gotta figure out how to save everyone. Including ourselves, maybe? Yeah, I don't like the sound of that alarm. What's happening now, Mr. Eric? Did everyone just, like, chill out? (laughs) No, sorry, they didn't. Another flying vehicle, like six flying wagons slung together, pulls up to your balcony, and a strange voice echoes from it. 
Treehouse Station. Next stop, the Founders Museum. Watch the door, good doggies. But when the doors of this flying carriage slide open, the doggy people see you and look on in fear. No, hey, listen, I know I look like a giant crab shark. Well, and I am. But I'm nice, I promise. A tall, floofy poodle person goes to hit another yellow button on the inside of their vehicle. Will you try to stop them? No, but I do want to sing a, a soothing song and try to calm them all down. Roll wonder, Mamma Jamma. You don't need to push that yellow button. I promise we're here to help you, my friend. You don't strictly have to sing every time, Mamma Jamma. Oh, don't worry, it's no trouble. Eleven plus one is twelve. These people are very alarmed. The poodle's paw hesitates over the button, but then they do push it. And the flying wagon door quickly slides shut. The alarm lights around the city of Dogopolis start strobing with yellow and blue. As the warning sound gets louder, you notice two things happen at once. First, the garden surrounding you starts to shimmer and shake as dog bones start to rise up from the dirt and form together. And at the same time, the strange flying caravan of wagons starts to pull away from your platform. Mr. Eric, am I too big and heavy for these flying wagons to carry me? You saw a lot of doggy people in some of the wagon cars. You think if it could hold that many, and you jumped on a lighter car, it could probably hold you up. Malador, you better hop on that car, and I'll fly along beside you. Oh, but I wanted to stay and battle this dog bone skeleton robot thing. Well, you three could split up, but you've got to decide now, or you'll miss the wagons altogether. Yeah, I don't want to lose them in this big city. I lasso the wagon with my bubble gum and stick to the side. Well, for a sticky little gum slinger like you, you do not have to roll. But Fred, I'm afraid Malador will have to roll dare to hang on with his big shell shark body. Okay. That's a 12 plus 1. It is neither easy nor comfortable, and you hear doggy voices barking inside the car. But you're able to hold on tight as it flies to the next station. Swan Song and Alabama trailing along beside you. Wait, why'd you roll those dice? To see if something might be following you. And is something following? You look behind you and see that the dog bones are reforming from a humanoid shape into a drone shape with long helicopter-like propellers that start spinning around as it takes off towards you. But it took a while to transform, so you've got a good head start. We've got company! Oh, I've always wanted to see that. Wait, don't you ever have company? No, it's, it's the action-packed context of- You should just invite us over for the next G&G game. You two are ruining my action scene. Oh, sorry. Alabama Hera wraps her sticky lasso around her waist, then pulls out her bubblegum slingshot and tries to fire a sticky pellet into the helicopter propellers. Whoa, that will be a hard roll. So you'll roll both dice, but take the lower number. That's right. A three and a two. 
It was a great idea, but this bone drone seems pretty capable. As it quickly maneuvers out of the way of your sticky bubblegum pellet. Founders Museum Station. Next stop, Monster Repair Station. All passengers must exit vehicle. I'm so sorry about that, everybody. You know, we were the ones being chased, actually. Yeah, by a drone made out of bones. We didn't mean to spook you. Founders Museum Station is actually on the ground, and all the doggies rush out windows, doors, and emergency exits to get away from you as quickly as possible. We're considered heroes back in our time. Or at least not villains. <sighs> yeah, I think they're gone. They may be gone, but the drone is closing in on you fast. You could try to ride the wagon train to the monster repair station, run deeper into the city and try to find a place to hide, or go inside the Founders Museum and try your luck there. Well, if all the dog people are going to keep running away from us, I think we should get indoors. Agreed. The Founders Museum it is. This building is like a giant cave of rough, unbroken stone. It's as if a stony hill was hollowed out, or a small mountain was somehow gently sculpted into the shape of an earthy castle. Yellow and blue alarms continue to blare behind you as you approach the strange stone edifice. But as soon as you cross under the stone arches leading into the Founders Museum, the alarms stop. Okay, so this is a trap then? I'm gonna try to turn around and leave. When you try to step back through the stone arches, the air itself seems to freeze in front of you, creating a solid wall of ice. No fear! Mel, I bet you can break that ice if you really want to, okay? But maybe we should uh, investigate a little first. Okay, fine. Mr. Rerick's doing secret rolls again, you two. You hear a muffled whirring sound coming from the other side of the ice. And you see a tiny crack appear at the bottom of the frozen wall and start to spread. <sighs> that thing must still be following us. Then let's investigate already. I flutter and fly around and see what I can see. As you get further into this cavernous museum, lights start to warmly shimmer out of nowhere, illuminating a giant statue that you almost crash into. Is it the Freddy statue? No, but it does look very familiar. Several stone dog statues wearing cold weather clothes and riding on a great stone sled that slopes gently downwards. Are these the dogs with the posable thumbs? That got to the diamond statue just before you. Yep. They were the founders? And that's not all you see, Mamma Jamma. As you flew up and out to take in the massive statue, you see that there's a second floor of this museum. Stonework that seems to have grown out of the wall of its own accord, complete with smooth stone railings to keep people from falling, as even the second story overlooks the founder's statue. And, uh, what do I see up here on the second story? Yeah, actually, let's go join her before whatever this is gets through the ice. Yeah, get the high ground, because that's important for some reason. You all clamber up to the second floor, and soft, warm light suddenly appears up there out of nowhere, revealing four large rooms. Three of them are blocked off 
by thick, transparent windows of ice. Through the first, you see Sarapent, the server. Through the second, I bet we see Mandy Kaur, Kaimi Roar's sister. Indeed. And that must mean the Nom 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 Bats are trapped inside the third room. That's right, Mama Gemma. But the fourth room, that one's open? Yeah, it is. And a little sign in front of it reads, Future Exhibit. I really hope that doesn't mean us. Yeah, it could mean anybody, but probably not. Just then, the icy wall leading into the Founders Museum finally cracks, and you see, forming out of the icy rubble, a roughly human-shaped pile of dog bones. Hey, Swansong, says Skull and Bones. Are you gonna introduce me to your friends? What? Awesome. Uh, confusing? But I'm in. And that's where we'll end this adventure. Millie, thank you so much for your question, and I hope you all enjoyed your story. Well, next week, you will all be joined by... Scully the Squid! (laughs) But my character's name is Skull and Bones. Happy to be helping the team, at least for an adventure. Folks at home, if you want to support What If World and get access to the introductory guilds and goblins rules, as well as ad-free episodes and lots of other rewards, you can check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. I also want to quickly tell you about another friend show on Airwave Media. It's a musical podcast for kids called Noodle Loaf by my friend Dan Sachs. He is a very kind, thoughtful, and talented musician, and I hope you enjoy listening to Noodle Loaf wherever you get your podcasts. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, my producer Miss Lynn, and all you adventurers at home who know it's important to stick together when we find ourselves in a new and unusual place. And until we adventure again, keep wondering. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.